0: All right, we're rolling, Dev. Are we now? All right, yeah, we are. Hold I up. pause for a second before we get into what we're rolling like today. I just want to point out something. Okay. I'm glad that we don't have her like have this like live or like on YouTube because I'm sorry, Mason, you're looking like one ugly motherfucker right now. <laughs> what
1: the fuck are you talking about?
0: I, I don't know. I think we're just saving the people's eyes, dude. It's the lighting in this room, man. All right, I really cut that. I thought that was a lot funnier in my head. <laughs> yeah, you piece of shit. All right, well what are we rolling like today? Ah, uh, good question. I
1: don't yeah, know. So you're too busy staring into my eyes that you couldn't even think of what we were rolling like today. Right, I just this
0: whole thing. I'm no, happy.
1: no, we're sticking with this. All right. Welcome to the Hicks from the Sticks podcast. This is episode number 61. Your host here, mason and sleepy dev over there yeah Um, dev what's going on today man holy shit
0: i don't know man you all right i I have these whole ideas funny ideas flowing but they're i guess they're only funny to me so (laughs) it's like 99 percent of the things you think about so yeah i'm too i'm too nice of a guy so so you think
1: just coming onto the podcast and just like verbally abusing me (laughs)
0: would have been funny (laughs) yeah Knows, uh, yeah. you, maybe i had a rough day did you have a rough day mason well no but i <laughs> know, but I might have um, how would you know i don't know i yeah. i probably would not know because like we chat every single day so it probably i probably would not know yeah but i didn't chat with you much today anyways moving on <laughs> anyways, anyways.
1: um what do we got some serious business we got to talk about or is it straight now uh, yeah I'm i got two here.
0: things here uh first thing Uh, Good luck to everyone starting school as that started this past week. Good luck to them. So, actually, funny story.
1: Apparently, here in the beautiful town of Olds, Alberta, apparently there's been already some, like, crazy parties going on. Apparently, the person who owns the duplexes, where if you live in Olds, you understand that a lot of the Aggies, uh, especially the ones that are a lot more prevalent like party and host parties and stuff like that they already got a talking to by their landlord like two days into the college years oh boy (laughs) so yeah crazy stuff well i'm getting i'm getting too old for that stuff so you probably won't find me there but
0: apparently the parties are bumping here already yeah well stay safe kids and uh stay in school um Yeah, (laughs)
2: yeah
0: second shout out here you know, with it becoming f- turning to fall and it getting cold out, I just want to shout out an awesome person that makes awesome wilder eggs. Uh, shout out to Bar Double Diamond. Uh, be sure to go look at them up on Instagram and TikTok and go buy a wilder egg. Like, honestly, me and Mason both have some of her stuff and it's just, it's awesome. So Super yeah, be sure to comfortable also- as well. Like, such a soft material, eh? man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, be sure to tune be sure to check her out there and yeah anyways i said we just roll in the rodeo rundown real quick and see what happened out in bc so yeah let's hop in all right and welcome to this week's rodeo rundown with your host Devin Vreen, all right, there's lots of rodeo action this past September. Long weekend, so let's get started. In Langley, BC with the bareback riding. Caleb Bennett, went with an 88-point run on Dwayne Kelser's. Little Rotten with Cole Goodwin coming second with the 87. And Danny Zanamel getting third with the 84.5. And the saddle bronc riding. We had a tie for first, folks, between Hunter Swaley and... Dawson Dam both gained 88.5 points on C5 Rodeo's 1E and Shattered Lunatic with Jake Gwassen pulling up 3rd with an 88 in the barrel race. And Jennifer Nudoff won with a 15.42 second run with Lane Wills gained 2nd 15.64 and Emily Beisler gained 3rd with a set 15.77. All right, let's hit the Coca-Cola and go to Merritt real quick. For the Steered Wrestling, Scott Gunther continues dominant performance this season with a 4.1 second run to claim first. With Steven Gilbert getting second with 4.2 and Harley Cole getting third with a 4.6. In the team rope the Grand Brothers one with a 4.3 second run. With Trey Gallus and Tristan Woolsey getting second with the 5.1. And Riley Wilson and Grady Quam getting third with a 5.3 in the tie-down rope. Jason Smith won with the 7.7 second run. With Kyle Lucas getting second with a 8.0. And Kincaid Henry getting third with an 8.3. Let's head to the interior, folks, to Armstrong, B.C. In the breakaway roping, Laurie Saunders won with a 2.57 run with Harley Henderson pulling up in second with a 2.59 and Brady Whiteside gaining third with a 2.67. All right, in the bull riding, Lonnie West continues his dominant performance again this season with an 86.75 run. Point ride. My bad. With Jared Parsons getting second with 86.25, and Wyatt Langland gaining third with an 85. Finally, in the battle race, Lynette Broadway brought, brought won with a 15.66 second run, with Bailey Chody gained second with a 15.69, and Shelby Speedman gains third with 15.72. All right, folks, tune in on Sunday to hear about the SMS Pro tour finals and their overall champions and also turn it tune in next week wednesday to hear what happens in medicine lodge and coordination and that was this week's rodeo right now with your host devin rain holy shit that was fast i know i know what the know. hell was that you gotta switch up the pace every once in a while you know Do just you keep though? people on their feet keep it light stuff like that you know? know once you kind of have a
1: certain kind of trademark sound or something like that. You kind of are supposed to stick with it.
0: You know what? I'm not about that. I'm just about keeping things light, keeping things fresh. And, you know, you got to throw people off a bit. They be like, oh. Sounds like you just don't have integrity at all. I, I just like to keep things fresh, you know, and also our sound isn't trademarked. So why, why does it matter?
1: Well, who knows? Well, I mean, when people listen to you talk about, like, introduce yourself in the rodeo rundown, they're expecting a certain product.
0: Also, last week up to that product. Then... If I remember last week when yeah. I did my little rodeo rundown uh spiel, you got mad at me because I made it too long. So yeah. There is a middle ground there. Well, I thought I'd speed up and see what happens. But, anyways, it sounded terrible. All right. Well, <laughs> maybe one day I'll get a good job. Dead after my uh slow little... I
1: usually give you a good job, but when you start doing stupid shit like this, then you don't get the good job.
0: <laughs> Anyways, all right. Let's hop into the today's discussion point before we get in an interview with DT Bucking Bulls, aka C J and Dylan. So, Mace, what do you think is the most deadly animal that you would actually have a chance at being up?
1: Yeah, because a chance is a big thing. You could fight any animal out there, but you know, a lot of them are gonna kick the shit out of you. For example, a bear. Yeah, I would fuck you up, man. Mm-hmm. So many of those animals over in uh Africa, you know, like the hippos, the elephants, those are all going to fuck you up. So we really got to scale back here in the, you know, in the whole hierarchy of the deadliest animals to probably some of the lower ones. Um What were you thinking, Dev, was the deadliest animal you think you could take on in a fight?
0: You know what? I was thinking like a crocodile.
1: Yeah, no, Crocodile's killing you, 100%. No,
0: I, I think if you can get no your, no, 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 so no. I got a lot of arms, dead. I got a lot Just let me talk! <laughs> you're dead. Let me talk. I got long enough arms. As long as I got one available, I can at least easily get my eyes into its socket, pop its eye out and shit like that, and like, ruin its day, and then basically beat the shit out of it after. <laughs> so your plan is to ruin its day? <laughs>
1: You're dead. I hope you know that. A crocodile oh. is fucking you up. And also, you weren't very specific. There's lots of different crocodiles out there. Nile crocodile, you're dead.
0: I was thinking just like... crocodile,
1: ones. You're dead.
0: I was just thinking one of them small ones out in Louisiana, you know what I mean?
1: So you mean the ones that's like one foot long? Yeah, I'd fuck it okay, up. Okay, well, that's not a crocodile then at that point. that you, So you're going after the babies. You're going after a baby. baby you're like a teenager. You know, like the little shit teenager. Pretty sure the teenagers are still like six feet long,
0: aren't they? I don't know. I don't know. I've never, uh, never been to the southern states. Ye call. You're dead. All right, whatever. What, what's your animal, Mace? I would fuck up a coyote. <laughs> oh, okay. That's how like, you're not deadly. It would run away before you could even get your hands on it. Well, if it squared up and it wanted to scrap,
1: I would kick the shit out of that thing. Wow. Well, because we both know a wolf is going to kill you, obviously yeah step down from a wolf as a coyote i
0: could take a coyote well here's the thing though mace have you ever heard of a story of a coyote squaring up a human
1: okay yeah so we're not talking about uh skinwalkers here we're talking about an actual
0: coyote a skinwalker would fuck me up
1: I've never heard of a
0: coyote squaring up a human. So, okay, hey,
1: well, it's not actually standing on its legs and squaring up. I just, I meant that in the term that it's coming after me to fight.
0: And I mean, of a coyote sticking it around to howl and hiss at, like, not even just like on two legs, on all fours, coming out. Hey, who grow, knows. Like...
1: Maybe it was pissed. Okay, this is a big hypothetical. Obviously, you're not gonna go out there and fight a freaking crocodile. So, <laughs> hey, you never know. What other animals are there that we could probably beat up though? I mean, I bet you if you piss off a panda, he gets pretty aggressive. A panda would fuck you up. It's a bear, man. I don't know. You like never a bear know. A going to kill you. What about Komodo dragon? I don't know. They're not poisonous, are they?
0: They are. They are I poisonous? I'm sure they have, like, little things in the back of their mouth that contain battle. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, fact-checked. Not fact-checked, but what I'm pretty raccoon? sure. Are you beating up a raccoon? Honestly, but the problem is raccoon bites it. It's rabies.
1: rabies, like right there. Rabies.
0: What if it doesn't have rabies? Are you beating mm-hmm. it up? Probably. skin it. You know, make what it about a koala
1: up? bear? Because huh? I think they got pretty long claws because they climb trees. Koala? You just... Koala bear.
0: Yeah, why did, Why are you
1: bringing koalas into this? They're so cute and cuddly. I'm saying, could you beat it up in a fight? Well, probably. They're also slow as fuck. Yeah. I don't think they're necessarily slow. They're they got very, long like... ass claws, though. So if they get a couple slashes on you... You might what be cold, but if you're able to stay away out of their reach and just like kick them in the head a couple times, you might be able to get them.
0: What about eagle or hawk?
1: So that's an interesting one, actually, because they have every advantage because <laughs> they can just swoop down every now and then and try to, you know, like if it's if they're standing on the ground and they're trying to like peck at you, then yeah. Yeah, but if, they, if they do it smart and they like come down and they just like slash you every once in a while, might be tough.
0: Yeah, eagles know. get pretty big as well, don't they? All right, last one here snakes. You think you beat up a snake?
1: Uh, it depends if it's poisonous or not. If it's poisonous, well, yeah,
0: regardless or not, do you think you could get away? Okay. Like, okay, now getting bitten, do you think you can? Yeah, beat a that's the tough
1: part, just not getting bitten. I mean, I feel like I'm too chicken shit that I would probably like try to catch it without getting bit. And then I would just end up getting bit because I would second guess myself as I would like try to pounce on there. So I'd probably be dead.
0: Gotcha. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. What about like a, uh, what are like the, a a chimpanzee?
0: You know what? The thing is though, those things are hella smart. So I think like they would Uh, outsmart. I don't think they're that smart, Dev. They're pretty smart. Uh, I don't know. Also the thing would howl and then you would have like five of them on you. That's the problem. They always one
1: on one dev. If I was squaring up against a coyote, I would be square like if <laughs> that's not the whole pack that's coming, it's just one coyote. Well, usually it is one coyote. Don't they usually stick kind of in packs? Not
0: really, not for the most part. Kind yeah, of like that, depends I on the don't day. Know.
1: Growing up you always hear them like, a fuck ton of them yipping just down, yeah, in there, maybe. down in the down you know in the distance there, but yeah. You know. Anyways, yeah. Anyways. there's probably very yeah. many animals. The animal kingdom would whoop us, probably.
0: Yeah, I don't think we would survive whatsoever, Mage. We're both not the most outdoorsy people in the world, so we'll probably yeah.
1: Well, don't speak for me. <laughs> you could speak for yourself. <laughs> I'd like to think I'm a little more outdoorsy than you, but
0: yeah, may probably maybe, I don't know. <laughs> All right, moving
1: on here. Um, did you have any other points there, Dev? I had one one kind of point.
0: No, you go ahead. Is this a rant? Do I just need to show off my mic here? No, gear?
1: it's not a rant. So the other day, Dev and I, we were invited into uh, one of our actually past interviewees, Wyatt, Wyatt Glover, into one of his fantasy leagues. Oh yes. So we had our draft it's the other night. And I, and I know nobody before. wants to listen to us talk about our fantasy football. Nobody gives a shit, but... I just wanted to make it known that we did up the draft the other day. Uh, my draft was ranked higher than Deb's. not surprising at all. And I was thinking, you know, there's a little bit of a wager going on within the league. But
0: I was curious, Dev. What if we had like a little wager just for ourselves? You know what? Let me throw this clip up on TikTok, and we'll let the we'll let people decide first before we make a decision.
1: Okay, because I'm thinking we should probably do something,
0: eh? I will say though, we still haven't got. A tattoo yet from Kurt's Betty's little thing. So, well,
1: that's because Kurt didn't pick a winner. It's all his fault. <laughs>
0: but, <laughs> you should have picked a winner. <laughs> but, um, it's going
2: to be a no, running
0: joke forever now that Kurt couldn't pick a winner. <laughs> uh, but, um, I, uh, yeah, I vote. I'll throw it up. We'll throw it up there and see what happens. Okay. Guarantee you nobody's going to say
1: comment anything, probably. But
0: yeah, we can do that. All right. So, stay tuned for uh, next week, Sunday or wednesday to determine who what the punishment is between the two of us yeah sure yeah i'm already projected to lose the first week by one point so are you yeah that's tough it is tough i'm trying to trade away a player too that's going to do dog trash but i can't seem to figure out how to make trades so did you say dog trash yeah What's so bad about that word?
1: Never heard that before. Oh well, dog I've trash. never heard dog trash before. Dog trash,
0: another word, <laughs> another form for shit. Hmm. Dog yeah. trash. That's
1: interesting. Yeah. All right. Anyways, <clears throat> we got our second part here with our interview with CJ and Dylan of DT Bucking Bulls and uh, all of CJ's other kind of organizations that he's associated with. I know there's a whole yeah. list. And and Dylan. Yeah. And Dylan. Yeah. Exactly um but what do you figure dev should we hop in there
0: yeah let's hop in all right awesome um speaking of kind of more equipment so i hate to say it but there's like there is for the non-rodeo people there's some controversy and confusion around the using of the use of flanks could you guys explain what a flank is and what's used for
3: I'm gonna let Dylan explain this one, seeing as I've been fired from my flanking duties, boys.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so the flank is I've had arguments with people before and they think that's what makes the bull buck. But um the bulls naturally wanna buck. They naturally they naturally will buck. The flank is just a little rope that don't go much tighter than your belt would. Um to encourage kick it's not even them trying to like kick at it it's not on their balls it's just them encouraging them to extend those legs it actually there's a funny spot right on their flank um that it's just like a sensitive spot that they just it just triggers a kick it's really strange but um so the flank by no means makes them buck it just helps them be a little stronger and with with
3: that there's there's actually like shoot, there's forty to a hundred different styles of flanks you can use. Um I know for the BRC, for instance, you're not allowed to use a jerk flank on a bull. Um a lot of guys used to before they got so bred well and now like there's some bulls in Dylan's pasture that they they buck a lot better with a three braided round flank. And then there's a big black out there that he really likes those flat braided flanks. It's probably not even two inches thick and it just kind of, it sits different and they feel it a little differently. So yeah, like Dill said, it just helps that kick. And really, I, I truly believe the flank can change a pattern or the way a bull feels like bucking. Um, some guys might say that's crazy, but that's just my own opinion.
0: Well, let's expand on that then. Like, like, could you give two or three different types? Like, could you one bull use two, three different types of flanks based on how you want him to buck that day?
2: Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily it doesn't change blow the mind of the bull and change everything about him. But some it changes the velocity and the intensity of their bucking sometimes. So some bulls like him a little better. Some cover the flank spot. A little better. Um, some need more flank because it's all how much help them bulls need. Um, there's nothing that changes the whole game makeup of the game. It's just it just helps them bulls, and some have better days with others. It's and just their better days look better than some other bulls.
3: Yeah, like it,
2: it's it's kind of like,
3: Dill and I break down these bulls on such an individual level that it's you know his average or what we would call average flank is a touch different than mine but in the whole scheme of things average is just average to a bull man. so it's it's really each bull you just kind of break them down like um oh there's a he's got a big paint bull that uh, the former owner he used to use like an actual thick square flank and it just sat so skinny on that bull that he was kicking so hard and it brought his intensity up. And then you kind of change it to a thicker flank and he's not as snappy. He's kind of more, there's like a touch more timing behind him in that kick. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, Everyone's. everyone's got their own little uh, feel for these flanks and those bulls. But like for us, we really like breaking them down and, and trying to get it, get it right.
1: Yeah, no, I've definitely heard from somebody before that, uh, like to, it's just like a, it's a tickle in a sense right and uh and you know you hear the people who um you say all that uh that crazy shit that it's abuse or whatever but uh anybody who's worked with cattle before would tell you that if they don't want to do something they're not gonna do it right so oh, <laughs> these bulls are bucking with, it's because they want to buck right
2: especially with these bulls they're so stubborn some of them so you can't force any of them to do nothing it's got to be on their own because I've tried and you can't make
1: them do nothing. Yeah, exactly. Uh if you try making them do something they want to do, all it's gonna do is cost a lot of time and effort. <laughs> and
2: a lot of curse words and pen Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, a lot of those as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Uh you want to ask the next question here, Mace?
1: yeah sure so like there's obviously a lot of you know different uh intangibles that come with uh, having bucking bulls what would you guys say are some of like the main challenges that you face
2: oh um that's quite
3: a question i think yeah, for, for me um and i'm gonna speak for dylan i think the biggest challenge around this place is getting rid of them <laughs> Uh, it's tough when you break like when you get these calves bucking and you know there's one that might not fit on your trailer you got to move them because you need little cash or different variables it's when you kind of do get attached and they you know you feel like you've brought the best out of them so far it kind of does get a little tough to to either sell them off or have to can them or and that's that's the big thing for me i really like I really like watching these bulls get the best brought out of them at this place. And then, you know, I really want to see them go on and do better things, but sometimes it gets tough when you get, when you know, you got a good one. Um,
2: the tough thing for me is there's a, a saying or not even a saying, but just a well-known fact that in this game, you kill the best ones. Um, no matter what, without even trying, if you got, what you think is your best bucking bowl, he ends up dead somehow. Um, that's why the great ones are so great because they made it through their whole life without breaking a leg or ending up crippled somehow. Um, and everyone knows. it. I broke a leg off one two years ago, which I thought was going to be my rock star, and about our fourth trip getting on him, and like he'd been spectacular, every trip getting better just going to work out amazing and about his fourth trip the guy was trying him, and a good buddy was on him and he broke a leg he was trying so hard so that's a pretty tough pill to swallow uh i guess a lot
1: of the time you forget how physically demanding it is for these bulls eh?
2: yeah Uh, absolutely with with that specific bull he was built nice and he was getting big and strong and, and he was just trying so dang hard The buck that he just tried his limits and he he just surpassed them. yeah it's it's really interesting um we talked we talked to a guy on the weekend um the colliers from red hat and they they said that some of their best bulls they lent them to a guy to breed with and even without bucking that bull still ended up dead broke a leg off and so even without backing, your best ones still end up dead somehow.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure another challenge you face is you probably walk away from every rodeo with a couple bruises somehow, eh?
3: <laughs> oh yeah, man. These these bulls they try so hard, and you know they won't show it unless they're really hurting. So it's uh, it's definitely something. When we go to a show, we're always in the back watching our bulls and and just trying to, you know, you can't beat the inevitable, but shoot, you can try and look out for it. So are you guys giving these guys like
0: personal massage gun therapy sessions <laughs> or what in the back? Yeah, they're, come on, guys, we got to go? do a dynamic warm-up here. All right, now post-stretching, we got to do a cool-down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, I try to give game scratches, but they don't always appreciate my efforts. So I, I get offended and quit. <laughs> i but every time i do flank a bow i give a little scratch on the tailbone there um, right above the flank that's just kind of my just a little pat to make me feel better i don't think they they feel it but they don't pay attention to it but no. that, that's my little warm-up cardio right there yeah <laughs>
0: gotcha gotcha awesome um i just want to expand a little bit more is there any like operational challenges or challenges with being like first gen bucking bull guys type thing like 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 we talked about land is like capital maybe an issue too or something like that
3: yeah i hear you man um i i think in the in the bucking bull world when you're uh uh, when when you're kind of an outsider I guess you could say because a lot of a lot of these guys in Canada who have had or who have bulls you know they've been in it for their whole life and their grandparents before them so we kind of stepped into a real uh, big dog world I guess so I can't say it's been like challenging um the person who Dylan is and our ability to bring the best out of these calves have really opened up some doors for this operation. But, um, yeah, like it, you know, you could, you could have 20 of the best bulls in Canada, but if, if, um, you know, if that producer doesn't happen to like you or doesn't know you, or, you know, you know, you might not get your shot type of thing.
2: To expand on serious point there, because I never rode bulls. And I guess CJ never really rode bulls. We're both um, what about the only two guys that never did, and are hauling or raising bucking bulls. It seems like every other person pretty well is. So that is a challenge on itself, just because the first, however long you're trying to get people just to know your name, to your face, um, like. just just to show up to events, even little practice pens, getting guys to show up, it's tough because there's a big respect thing. What do you need for these guys to show up and get on your animals or to get invited to events.
3: Well, and it's like uh, going back, talking about that bull that Dylan broke his leg off of. That year was kind of the first year we really took a stab at going to practices. And dude, we had there was three, four guys, kind of the same four guys, every month show up for like two years. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of good videos on Instagram and the next practice pen we call for, we, you know, we got 12 guys and we got to call another bull contractor to bring more bulls in. So it's, it's a lot of, yeah, just uh, yeah. building trust, building trust and respect and, and knowing that these guys aren't going to come and get on a bunch of man eaters just because we got a bunch of man eater bulls. It's, you know, they kind of they realized the kind of cattle that we were keen on and what we were trying to build for the bull riders.
0: Gotcha. What, like where can, I'm going to go just quick shout out before we forget here, where can people see these practice pens if they want to come take a stab at it? Like, is there like a Facebook group or something?
3: Uh, well, I'll definitely put it on Facebook once we get going and I'm, I'm kind of hoping, you know, guys share it and everyone kind of sees it, but that's actually a good idea to start a little practice
2: 10 group. (laughs) You can also, if guys want to, they can do it on my Instagram. I usually put out a post or something on my Instagram for people to come participate.
0: Gotcha. Awesome. All right, people, if you're listening to this, look for Dylan's Instagram and possibly Facebook group here in the future. All right, next question here that we got. Uh, so speaking of uh, practice pens or other events, what's the coolest event you guys have been a part of?
3: Oh, man, we've been to some pretty cool ones. Like for myself, everyone is such an eye-opener and very appreciative of every opportunity we've got so far. But uh, honestly, there was a bull riding hosted downtown Brooks at the Brooks Hotel and Bar. And they called it the oh, wow. Bullapalooza. Uh, Nansen Bold Rodeo Company produced it, and they hired Dylan and our crew to go in, and we got to be a part of it from the ground up, man. they were We were there when they brought in 35 loads of sand and dirt, and when the steel showed up and we got to set up the arena, buck bulls, take it down. Um, but yeah, it was probably probably our Brooks Hotel bull riding for me, man. It was awesome.
2: Yeah, I've um, seen videos
1: of that event. It looks pretty dope.
2: It, it was honestly like one of the coolest just because the street isn't very big. And so we've got 100 panels, buck and shoots, 30 bulls, and then like 700 people crowded in this, on the street around us. And so every time a bull would nudge one of the panels, they would almost, Go parallel with the ground and then <laughs> pop back up. So the, the bull naturally has an excitement um factor, but that just like upped it by 10. You every time a bow was out in the arena, you were wondering if he was gonna jump out. So <laughs> that that just made it a pretty, pretty wicked one. Um but for me, it's the, it's actually coming up this weekend. The uh Patricia Rodeo is one of my favorites. It's kind of another one of my hometown shows. It's like 20 minutes from here, um, and so they have a Friday night bull ride, and it's in this great big arena, and they close it off with panels. and It's like eight o'clock at night, and um, they've got the music pumping, they got lights on you, and we buck 25 good good bulls, and there's so many people that are watching, and it's all the our fellow ranchers, friends. All these people from around here. And it's kind of where I got my start. It's where I bucked my first bowls with my first official event. Um, so it's pretty tough to beat that one. It still gives me chills being back behind the chutes there. So that's probably my favorite that's event. awesome.
0: Do you want to shout out those details real quick? So it's in Patricia, correct? Friday at 8 yeah. o'clock?
2: So it's, yeah, Patricia Rodeo. This weekend, Friday. I think bull riding starts at 7 eight. or 8. Um, yeah, it's a BRC under the lights so you won't want to miss it it'll be a good show they uh i know
3: i don't know if they do the mounted shooting friday night but they they bring in like a log skid team uh wild horse racing
2: they've got five of the best seats of wild horse racing you've ever seen they've got like these big grown-up bucking horses that didn't quite make it and they these guys try to mug them and it's probably the coolest thing You'll ever see. <laughs> they, they've had multiple years where bucking horses get out of the rodeo ground and like head down the highway. Like it's <laughs> like it's quite a, and you don't want to park on the infield because you'll probably have a bucking horse on your grill. So, <laughs> you're So it's a very hands-on type rodeo. So,
3: yeah, That's it's awesome. it's it's one of the one of the older ones in Canada. and in Alberta for sure, man. It's not the oldest, but it's it's probably got a, the most heritage that I can think of for sure.
0: Gotcha. Awesome. All right. You You're listening to this, Patricia Rodeo. Be there, be square. Yeah, I'll
3: agree. be karaoke on Saturday night. Oh, there we Ooh. go. Ooh. Your go-to uh, that song? might
0: just make up the whole that just might make the whole trip, basically, then, eh?
3: <laughs>
1: What's Heck your go to yeah. karaoke song?
3: Oh, this this is gonna be bad but uh honestly boys i'm a big tracy chapman fan give me one reason hell of there a song go.
1: there you go there you go you didn't want to pull out the taylor swift
3: <laughs> uh no i'm more of a Katy perry guy if we're gonna battle with the brother
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, what are you doing right up after him what song are
2: you doing Oh, I don't know. I'm more of a tequila type of karaoke here. Tequila? Yeah, um, that's been my go-to, but it's time to break out a new one. I'm up for suggestions.
0: I suggest The Climb by Miley Cyrus. Oh, that is a good one. That is very good. I've
2: liked Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Yes, yes. I've liked that one pretty good, but I, I, I can't beat tequila. It's been
1: unbeaten <laughs> is a classic
2: that's
1: yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys yeah oh. oh sorry go ahead dev all right so you guys mentioned briefly earlier about the brc what is the brc and what kind of takes place in planning event for the brc
3: um the brc is bull riders canada and it is a it's a semi-professional sanction For basically bull riders we got guys in bc saskatchewan couple in manitoba a lot of alberta based guys and they uh oh shoot it's uh they're kind of our outlet for bull riders really right now where um there's not a lot of open guys you know everyone's kind of in an association shooting for those points and finals so uh the BRC has been really good to us our first year just starting out uh Jennifer and Russell Friend in Canada, and they've been really good um they host the finals in Sylvan Lake November 24th I want to say I could be wrong on that mm-hmm. um yeah shoot I don't know it's kind of like it's a heck of a avenue for these bull riders because it's it's not the most powerful bulls we got in Canada. There's a lot of just good, good using bulls and some young calves. And shoot, we got a buddy from Foremost, Will, William Barrows, you know, he's made 40,000 and there's still like 10, 12 events left in the season. And that's, that's kind of a, that's a BRC record right now.
2: It's it's just a real good um, melting pot for all the bull riders that aren't quite pro, but they're better than just open bull riders, so it's a good spot for guys to come, win some points, still have some motivation to come to events. Um, and honestly, it's a good, it's a good or, uh, organization to bring rodeos and events to small communities. Like they've had a bunch in Saskatchewan at like little towns where they bring three, four hundred people to come watch. Um, not, not many places other than at a BRC would have such a good turnout, so much good prize money, such good quality and talent of athletes at such a small community. So they do a really good job of, honestly, they're not picky of where they go. If you want to put on a boat ride and they're willing to work with you and find a date, and they'll send you all the guys they got. So
1: we've
2: been really really lucky to be um, in that, and they send us some good guys and had some good events.
1: No, that's awesome, and and I've I've heard from some people as well that it takes a long time to plan those events. Have you guys helped out in planning any?
3: Yeah, Dylan, or I guess I'll let you talk on yours. I I host one in Serial uh, Alberta, about well, probably a half hour, forty minutes, just uh, west on the Number Nine Highway of Oyen, and uh, yeah, man, it's you know it's it's a couple months before you, you're you're uh trying to get some donations or sponsorships for advertising and uh the special event insurance and just getting everybody lined up and securing the date and yeah you know it it's it's a good three
2: four months of of planning for sure um i one on in Brooks. uh me and uh, kinky kyle larson put one on and um It was a lot of fun. It was my first ever event putting putting one on myself, but we got to put one on in Brooks, just nice and close to home and had lots of friends and family. And it takes a long time, but um, the excitement it brings to people, especially friends and family that wouldn't expect that high quality of a performance. it's, It's a lot of fun. It's
3: well worth the work. Yeah. Like it's, it's a little more than just, you know, running in these bulls and bucking them. It's, um, I, I really like studying the guys and the bulls. And even though the BRC does the draw for us, um, I really like trying to break them down. And when, when Dill has me shoot boss, it's, we'll run in each contractor. So let's just say we have three, they bring six bulls each. We'll run, uh, a six from let's just say lazy p and then we'll get all them dealt with so it's easier on the guys loading it's easier on the guys on the back so you're not going from like a lazy people to a dylan to a big stone just kind of so it flows a little bit easier is is kind of what i look for during the performance
2: and i know for me and cj um mentally it feels like a full-time job just because we're so busy thinking what everything and thinking about all the time um I know we're always talking about stuff and figuring out stuff and I know for putting on my own it was you, our texts are like paragraphs long like you couldn't find it um just because we're asking so many questions and what do you think and what do you think of that and asking other buddies that have put one on and it's it's it feels like a full-time job my phone battery says it's a full-time job just because I'm doing so many so much phone
1: when you get the weekly report, it's like oh, it's 15 hours a day.
2: I, I couldn't even look at it. My my <laughs> weekly report was lying to me. I swear it was.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Um, What events are you guys planning on putting on in the future? Is it just those two every year?
3: Um, Well, those two are definitely uh, two that we'll try and work for for next year. Um kind of being our first year really bearing down and getting two events done you know we have there's some goals for our future um I had some this year that were in the books and you know they just didn't didn't happen to work out so that kind of lit a fire in my belly to really bear down and and get them dealt with and get them done for next year just because we couldn't uh couldn't quite complete them this year so but yeah, like it's, I, I would really like to do one in Oyan. Um, that's just self cereal a little bit, nice and close to home for me. It was, I went to school there and was raised there. So that's one I'm really going to push for next year, hopefully early June. And then, um, yeah, that's kind of hard to say right now. I don't want to let too much out over the web. People steal my ideas. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair. All right. Uh, moving on here one second. Um, so when we were talking, uh, Conrad and I were talking before this interview uh, in the past week or two. You said you guys are involved with Big Stone Rodeo. Can you explain that and how you guys got involved with Big Stone and Kinky Buckers?
2: So my, um, my I can't say commitment. My obsession almost with Big Stone has been ever since I was a little kid. Going, they they really where I started. Um, this love for bucking bulls so it's been a um, a goal of mine to be Big Stone's bull man ever since I was a little boy um, so then when we had the opportunity to take some calves for Bruce Sundstrom and Kinky it was really a no-brainer because um, we had a few events and a few of my bulls needed some rest and so those calves were ready to go so when we got to strap on the name of Big Stone Rodeo and show up to an event it was really a a no-brainer for me and and for me it was just kind of the
3: relationship I've built with Dylan over the few years got me involved with uh Kinky and and Big Stone and and then yeah we just kind of teamed up we've always been building this relationship all winter bucks and calves at practice pens and and uh yeah took him to a few rodeos and then um there was a bit of a family wreck happened between those guys. So that gave us an opportunity to keep that name going for the season and that was pretty special. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: no, right on. So so for you guys, what does the the future look like for uh for DT Buckingballs?
3: Oh man, I got big plans. If I could I write a bunch of stuff down in my little black book and I write him down and then send him to Dilly, And if he thinks I'm crazy, I don't get a reply. And if he thinks he's good, he usually phones me. So, (laughs) (laughs) man, really though, we got a calf uh, that I own with Dylan. And he's a, you know, he's really coming into his own and it'd be kind of, it'd be pretty cool in the future to get him at a finals or a bull of the event or something like that, just because we think he's got the tools and if we can keep him healthy enough to get there, that'd be, that'd be a sweet goal to scratch off for the future.
0: Gotcha. Any, and while we have a question here too, along with that, do you guys ever plan against the Bucking horse game or no?
3: <laughs> uh no, them big bastards kind of scare me a little.
2: <laughs> um last inch, I um, I don't mind the bucking horses. Everybody always asks and I try not to think about it. Um, but it is slowly creeping to be more inevitable that I'm gonna have bucking horses here eventually. So. <laughs> gotcha. Awesome.
1: That's probably a whole different ballpark or ball game, eh?
2: yeah it, it is um it's weird it feels like rodeo' is all one big game but there's so many different sections and innings that it, it's ridiculous like you need a whole different a whole different guy just to run bucking horses too if you're gonna do the two both of them so mm-hmm.
0: gotcha it, is
2: it, there a lot of it.
1: just is there a lot of like just bucking horse guys in Alberta? That, um, there's there's a few just bull guys right but is there the same for horses?
2: So as, as many bucking bull guys as there are, there's maybe not as many, but just about close to as many just bucking horse guys. Okay. So they don't they, they don't as much haul them as much, but they do raise them and sell them. Okay. Um, so there's all sorts of guys that raise them and haul them for for a little bit, and then take them to sales and sell them to big guys like Big Stone or down south. There's lots of big contractors that buy Canadian horses. So
3: in canada it's definitely gone away from like the original six rodeo contractors and they raised everything from horses to the sheep that the kids ride where in today's day and age there's yeah like dill said just a lot of individuals raising bulls individuals raising horses
0: it's kind of like at the moment everyone's kind of scrapping for each their own piece of the pie eh? Yeah, it,
2: it, it's really tough to do it all, people are finding. So everyone just kind of picks what they like, and we're just going to all make it all work. Mm-hmm. Um, we, even if it doesn't feel like it, we're very much working together, um, even though we're competing with each other, we're all um, working towards the same big goal of of rodeo and the passion we have. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right, I have a sticky note here question, Mace, before we get into kind of the random stuff here. So you talked, we talked here briefly about how there's a bit of a comp, not like you say you do work together, but there's competition between uh rodeo stock companies. Do you, is there a lot of marketing involved from your guys's end now too, to really amp your guys's name up or no?
3: Yeah, man. It's uh, for myself, I'm trying to look into new, um, new like websites and just like new little things I can add to Instagram to, up a video of a bull or you know like a lot of social media is everyone wants to post their best bull because you never know who's going to see them but um for me I really like posting the videos of the bulls that these guys are riding and even if they have a good trip or a bit of an off trip I I really want to show that these young bull riders are covering our bulls and that you know might have a producer go well shoot he's got five that they can ride well i'll bring him to my show next month for a filler type of thing
2: mm-hmm. so um, you against the tiktok game then yeah. yeah yeah that's coming up we we need to get on some people's for you pages here pretty soon
1: that's all right learn a couple tiktok dances maybe show a little ass who knows
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <That's all> right. <laughs>
0: hey man coming from experience that uh, It works. It works somewhat. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Macy, you have any more sticky note questions?
1: No, no. I think we can move on to kind of our random ones here. So we asked all of our guests this question. It's probably the most important question. What's your guys' go-to beer?
3: Uh, I'm a Bud Light. Well, I'm
2: a rum guy, but I'll drink Bud Light. And I'm not much of a beer drinker at all, actually, if I'm going to be honest.
1: Okay, so then what's your what's your go-to just drink in general or your drink for the summer?
2: I, I like lemonade. I'm a big pop guy. But if I have to, ru- I like rum and coke. That's that's a pretty good drink. I like yeah.
0: It. Can't go wrong with rum and coke, that's for no, sure. Can't oh. go wrong with that. All right, we got another random funnier question here. Kind of a couple here to end off the episode. Who do you think would be a better bull rider, Connor McDavid or Michael Jordan? Because they're both kind of seeing like the goats of their sport. So would they be the goats of bull riding?
3: I personally think Michael Jordan would take that cake. I think, (laughs) I honestly think just his mentality um, and how open he is about it, uh, I think it would take him pretty far with it.
1: It would definitely be all in the mentality because I feel like. Connor might have the better frame for it,
0: right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That, that's my. I was gonna say Connor because he's got the lower, the leg strength, and he's he's got the uh, the size. Uh, you don't see many six, four, six foot six four bull riders anymore, so um, <laughs> I think I think Connor just straight off size could. Have a better shot
1: than old Michael. All all of the goat debate should be settled by who can ride a bull better. Like the LeBron James versus Michael Jordan debate, just throw him on a bull.
2: <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> yeah. that's right.
1: Yeah, I got another one here for you guys. So, which sport do you think would translate the best to bull riding? Like, if you had a like an athlete of a different sport, like which sport do you think would be the best bull riders?
2: I I think soccer has been pretty pretty elite. From transferring soccer to bull riding, um, they've got the size and the athleticism and the quickness, and um, they've had we've had a lot of Brazilian um, athletes come over that are class A soccer players come over and be world champion bull riders.
1: Oh no shit! Um,
2: eh? So I think I think that's a pretty tough sport to beat. If it came down to a team thing, I think soccer players would. Clean house
3: yeah i'd have to agree boys i was gonna even say rugby but them guys might be too muscled up get too top headed.
1: <laughs> yeah you're probably right well what about vice versa now which uh which sport are bull riders the best at other than riding bulls oh <sighs>
3: that's a tough one <laughs> uh drinking no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i i honestly man i've seen a lot of bull riders like they'll be in the back of the shoots kicking a soccer ball around like just kind of like a, uh much like a hacky sack i guess just playing a bit of touch keeping the ball in the air getting those
2: hammies loose i i think we've had some pretty good canadian hockey teams made of bull riders up here yeah so i was I gonna think- say
1: hockey would probably be they, they'd probably be built pretty good for that eh
2: yeah, I've yeah. seen I've seen some pretty pretty decent talent up here with some of our pro guys just playing some hockey. So I think I think that could be a pretty good sport for them guys.
1: True. Well, hockey now you don't even have to be that big anymore. eh? you can just be small and no. quick now and still make a huge difference, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Awesome.
0: All right. Any more questions there, Mace? No, no. That pretty well sums it all up for me. All right. Do you boys have any other final closing statements here before we end off the episode?
3: Oh man. No, I just, thanks for the opportunity boys. It was real fun to get to know you and talk with you. And we, you know, we got to sit down and talk about our passion for the last hour. So shoot, we're pretty peachy over
2: here.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Um, Do you guys have any socials that you guys would like to shout out
3: here quick?
2: Yeah, um, Instagram at DTBuckingBulls is, is my big social media.
3: And mine's uh, just, I think it's at CJ Sherman. And then I'm running the Instagram for Kinky Buckers and Out Grass Cattle Productions on Instagram.
1: Perfect. Everybody go give that a follow. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on, guys. This has been awesome.
0: Thank
3: you so much. Yeah, thank you guys.
0: Ain't no problem. Thank you guys, and thank you for to listening. In a world full of people, Mace, Mace, we need to
1: we need we need
0: need to end this episode. All right, all right. Thank y'all for listening to another episode from the Hicks from the Sticks. Just
1: restart it.
0: No, this is our new outro.
1: No, yeah. (laughs) Come on, all right. You were saying.
0: Oh, okay restarting not really <laughs> thank you all again for uh, listening to this episode from the hicks from the sticks uh hope you enjoyed it yeah go give us a follow
1: on instagram and tiktok at hicks from the sticks um yeah hope you all enjoyed
0: oh wait we said that twice
1: you said that and then i said
0: that. <laughs> i guess just like our episodes we gotta end off in fashion yeah brand. all right
1: have a good day all yeah